0: Mm-hmm. Welcome to the Sloppy Boys Blowout. I'm Mike Hanford. I'm sitting here
1: with Jeffy J. What's happening? And Timmy T. What is up to all the international film fanatics? Yeah.
0: I love it. Oh, welcome, Patrons. We love having you here. Jeffy J and Timmy T. Why do they call you guys that?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, Michael, you see, they don't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Jeff drinking a big Bud Light over there. <laughs> Jeff's I see you
1: lifting up a Bud Light that's bigger than Ooh. him.
0: Just it looks, <laughs> yeah, it really does look like you have shrunk down. Mm,
1: two hands on a barrel of Bud.
0: <laughs> well, we can't. We're back here at the blowout. It's nice having the blowout. It's a little more subdued. It's not as, oh, I got to mix this and mix that. Oh, does it taste good? I'm not sure. I got to make an opinion. This is just, come on,
1: yeah, man. Get out of the hustle and bustle and kick back with the Patrons. <laughs> it's a little deceptive because you don't have to mix drinks, but you do still have to mix the audio, making sure nothing's That's peaking. True. That's yeah. true. That's oh, you have true. to roll off those lows.
2: Yeah, yeah, but then it can't be peak. And bring up the highs. Maybe I'll pot this up. No, I'll
0: pot that down. I'll pop you in the nose if you keep talking about the levels. What the hell
1: are you talking about?
0: (laughs) Um, Yeah, so that's sort of what's happening. We should do, with the blowout, put just a... A little bass line happening in the back. A little walking bass line. I <laughs> said it the, the full.
1: <laughs> No, not, not a, a nice, chill walking bass line. I think it uh, should be um, Jackson 5. <laughs> what if it's like
0: <laughs> a, a Primus bass line? Like a <laughs> or how
1: about the bass line of the band in this movie, Gaku?
0: Hey! Pretty simple stuff. Now let's get to it. We're, we, we watched the movie Angaku, Our Sound.
2: Yes. I'll yes. read the uh, description yeah. from the G-Kids website. G-Kids is a uh, producer and distributor of anime uh, affiliated with Studio Ghibli.
1: Oh. And after you read G-Kids, I'm going to read it from GQ, Gentleman's Quarterly.
2: <laughs> okay, cool, cool, cool. And I'm going
0: to read it from Kenny G. Mike. Go ahead, Jeffy.
2: When you're a bored teenager looking for thrills, sometimes the only thing you can turn to is rock and roll. Having no skill, money, or even a full set of drums, a feared trio of high school delinquents nevertheless decide that they are destined for musical glory in a quest to impress their only friend Aya, avoid a rival gang, and most importantly, jam out. (laughs) Animated almost entirely by director Kenji Iwaisawa, and featuring a lead performance by Japanese alt-rock legend Shintaro Sakamoto, oh. on Gaku, our sound brings its own sound and vision to the Hiroyuki Ohashi manga from which it was adapted. With pitch-perfect deadpan humor, the film presents a highly original take on the beloved slacker comedy, a lo-fi buddy film with a blaring musical finale that will leave you wanting an immediate encore.
1: Ooh, and tell me, how did we? How did this film come to our attention?
0: This came to our attention, uh, a request, not a request, a recommendation from friend of the pod, Neil Campbell. <sighs> he, yeah, he told me about it, and... He's like, oh, what made me think of you guys is because it's a three-piece band Mm -hmm. and there's a line in it that's like, I think Aya's like, how can you be so sloppy?
2: Yes, of course. (laughs) I I saw that in the trailer and I was like, how have we not heard of this before? (laughs) But yeah, it's a... Now, would you call this anime, Jeff? Yeah.
0: Like, anime, I think of like... Uh, and like the background going like crazy and it's like shing! <laughs> like a lot of action. Well, congratulations,
2: uh, Mike. You are stereotyping. Oh, no, <laughs> come on.
1: Well, also another wrinkle in it is when you thinking, oh, even that is like the English translation dubs. Yeah. That were, yeah. Which, were, by
2: the way, is fun and and legit, yeah, and sure. one of the reasons that uh, Mike and I watched anime was because of the strange English translation yeah. oh, and
0: performance of it. Yeah, those are fun to to. They have to hit the syllables and stuff. It's it's great.
2: Anime
1: just means animation, right? It, so yeah, Japanese, animation. Japan, Japanese animation. It's a yeah. Japanese word for animation for animation. But, but is there a word? Cause Jeff, you said a word, a manga and I know the word, but I did think it was manja manja. Um, Ooh. but, uh, mm. is that, that's more like a, that that's the whole world of like graphic novels and comics too. It doesn't necessarily mean it's film.
2: Correct. Manga is comics. If you say manga, Americans say manga. And then uh, anime is uh, cartoons. Um, And and Mike, you bring up a good point, though, when you say, is this anime? Because yes, it does look different from the normal stuff, doesn't it?
0: Right. Like, I I think of, I thought anime was a classification of, like, Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, yeah, like stuff that was uh, sort of, for lack of a better word, fantasy, or had, like, some superhero-ness to it, or something extra... Right, uh, super. Is there natural. a word for
1: that subgenre genre that is like Akira and and Sailor Moon and stuff? Yo, there probably
2: is, but I don't know it,
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I ain't gonna learn, baby.
2: But this one, first of all, it reminded me of like, I guess I thought I was walking into like a Scott Pilgrim type thing, mm-hmm. just because it was like it's very concerned with you know guitars and basses and stuff, and I didn't realize how. Into the minutiae they were gonna get, mm-hmm. and how and how like basic it all is in this movie. But uh, it also reminds me, um, there's a lot of anime that have to do with delinquent schools. It's yeah. like a common thread. Yeah. Like even in Akira, like they're a biker gang and they're all just like delinquents.
0: There, there didn't seem to be any uh, adults in this movie. Yeah, yeah, all. yeah. And the 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 bad kids in the in the band who are like in class. I think they just went to their own room and like did their own thing. Rather than go to class.
1: It's so funny that they even were kids. And and when you read the blurb before Dutz. And like right away it says teenagers. I I was like oh yeah. uh, Because Kenji does not look like He's he's like 30. He's bald and he has a mustache. And he has an old man (laughs) voice.
2: (laughs) Right right. One thing I love is that they quickly establish that these guys are just like feared. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They don't really do anything. They're not violent, but they are like, people are terrified of them. And for like the entire movie, if one of them pops into the room, people are like, (laughs) like, "Ah." (laughs) oh, those girls in the hall like ran away.
1: Their previous history before this movie has proven why everyone in town is scared of them. And I I like that, that they don't even have to give the backstory. It's just like, oh, shit, those guys.
0: I kind of liked the way that like that sort of translates to the movie itself. Which this was made on like a tiny budget but it was like crowdsourced and uh, paid out of pocket over like seven years. Wow. Uh, this guy like he just would like on social media grab uh, animators and stuff and when they had time would work on it. So it was like a seven year long thing of like rotoscoping and uh, kind of regular animation wasn't going to work for it. Anyway, but so much of it was like a lot of the action was off screen. Like when the (laughs) when he gets the base and uh, the the robber like gets chased away, there's a full scene going on (laughs) off camera.
1: Oh, man, that was very funny. Yes. An action scene happens off screen. And then when the guy is uh, reporting it to the the police, he's we can't see the lady he's talking about. But he's like, can you just say that uh, this old lady did it? And she's like, old lady. (laughs) She was not old.
0: There was this movie. Had, it felt like a uh, kind of a Wes Anderson movie, the way everyone's like emotions and lines were just kind of like flat deadpan delivered.
1: I felt really um, like Jim Jarmusch. The, the, the mm. s- watching someone walk for a long time is very kind of like mystery train and the kind of deadpan. Have you ever seen uh, stranger than paradise?
0: No, I know that's a, a one you like, though.
1: Well, the one I like, I I mean, I like a lot of them, but I think the one that I first saw was a funny one, and it was uh, Down by Law. But Mm. Stranger Than Paradise has no editing. So you you watch a scene, and it's one shot, but they're not – I'm not talking Goodfellas one shot. I'm talking about sticks, camera not moving. And Uh. then between scenes, there's a blackout. There's like two seconds of – black and it really lulls you into this kind of slow boring pace of life and yeah i thought that this this movie sets that tone really well up top and then as it as it goes i mean we'll get more into the movie but i couldn't really tell how much of that is like as we went on it felt more just like an affectation as opposed to like a a really strong tonal choice for like a reason but i did Mm -hmm. feel like the the trailer for this is uh uh, is hilarious. And, and and if you don't, if you're a Patron and you don't have time to watch a 70 minute movie, at least please watch the trailer because it's very funny and it kind of gets it all in there.
2: But it's a 70 minute movie. That's pretty nice. Oh yeah, I I would re- definitely you know, before we even talk about it, I would recommend people watch it. I, I enjoyed it. <laughs> it's definitely in like the top couple movies I saw within the year. Mm. COVID year? Damn. COVID year.
1: What was the best movie of what COVID is the best year?
2: COVID year movie? I don't know. Um,
1: I, didn't wa- I didn't watch the uh, the nominees, <laughs>
2: any of them, as they call them.
1: <laughs> I didn't watch the contenders series uh, of Hollywood Reporter roundtables either. Mm. Huh? Or were we going to do one of those this year? <laughs> oh shit! Oh
0: yeah, we meant to. We had talked about it. We meant to all three of us go, and one of us would answer.
1: But uh, yeah, I love a I love a band movie, especially a three piece bozo rock band movie and it, it's funny because i couldn't think of a movie about like the the joy of starting a band or or the what's this movie's about like discovering being an artist in, mm-hmm. in or like almost like outsider art i was like actually think remember that band uh art brute yeah mike we went to see them uh and and rick rubin Rubin was there and he he only watched about a song or two before he left (laughs) but art brute the 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 term art brute is like outsider art right i I believe and that was an indie band of the mid-2000s where they were really bad at their instruments and they put out kind of an awesome album Mm -hmm. without really knowing what they were doing and their big hit song was formed a band well, we look at us! We formed a band. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, isn't there? Yeah.
2: W- what's the band of like three sisters who was like made to become a band and then they like be- became the like, famous? Yes, the Shags.
0: Oh yeah, or uh, Tony uh, Thaxton does an episode on that over at uh, yes. Bizarre Albums over at Bizarre Albums.
1: That is creepy as hell. It's,
0: that that is insane. Like that, This is that was like I couldn't believe that they were putting that out at all. It was so strange.
1: <laughs> well, their dad made them, right?
0: Yeah. 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 It's yeah.
1: that funny thing too, where it's the sound of um no musical knowledge. But they did rehearse a lot because you made them rehearse a lot. So you have this weird thing where it's like they got a lot of words and yeah. they're they're all clicked right together. But what are they doing with these instruments?
2: And like th- that kind of parenting can get you, hey, it can get you a Beyonce. It can get you a Tiger Woods or it can get you the
1: Shags.
0: <laughs> or it
2: can get you the Sloppy Boys. Our
0: parents teamed up and said and pushed us
2: four years ago. We're going to raise these boys right. <laughs> raise them into a band. <laughs> Uh, but but I like how th- when this starts, the main dude Kenji essentially steals this bass mm-hmm. and then uh, <laughs> tells his friends that they're starting a band. And you don't know like at what level they're. What kind of music are these guys going to play when they start playing? <laughs> and, and then right. it really is just like the first time I laid my hands on a bass in like sixth grade and was just like da 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 da.
0: I like that they, they they do practice a lot and they just practice that one song over and
1: over. And the first time that they do a weird little jam like that there's a <laughs> they, long pause and Kenji's like that felt great. And, I, <laughs> and It is funny that, that I I remember that feeling too of like uh I probably fumbled around having no fun with acoustic guitar but probably as soon as I plugged into an amp you can't not have fun when you're when you have an mm-hmm. amp
0: if you're a kid. Yeah, just I remember like uh turning the uh, distortion on the amp up. And just being like
1: zzz,
0: zzz. you were like
1: jim hendrix
0: yeah i would do i would do the star spangled banner up in my room
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> just approaching it more like uh, what sound effects can this thing make as opposed yeah. to like learning how to play it on its own terms
0: <laughs> there was something you know how you just said like kenji was like oh yeah that sounded great I loved after they listened to their the recording, the recording,
2: and the the other dude. I forget he was maybe. First of all, we should say they they got asked to play a festival and they're nervous about it. And somebody mm-hmm. tells them you should record yourself and play it back. Yeah, and objectively listen to it. And yeah, yeah. And uh, somebody from the
0: folk band was like, "I don't know, we get you got to work on it." He's like, "No, no, no, the tape was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> this was, <laughs> we sounded great."
2: Yeah, did <laughs> they, they play it back? And one of them was just like. We're ready for the stage. We'll have no problems. <laughs> yeah, I'm not nervous anymore. I'm not nervous anymore. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um I definitely have that with um listening back to music. You know, if you I feel like if I watch a cut of a comedy video or something like that, I'm like, oh no, well, this has a long way to go. But <laughs> I feel like if I even the the little uh the cute little mashups that we make for our podcast, sometimes I'll <laughs> I'll record it and then I'll play it back and I'm like, Oh god, this is so good. <laughs> like, <laughs> <you're> like, anytime <laughs> if music cause I'm not a like a legit musician, anytime music came from my body, was recorded, and I hear it back, I'm like, this is pretty great. <laughs> for whatever yeah, reason, yeah. can you believe this?
2: Music does have that where you're just like it can be enjoyed at any stage. It's already there.
1: Yeah. When you're
2: you're working on a script, it's just like, well, you know, like once we shoot it and all this stuff, it's not enjoyable right then and there. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Once Marvel gives me all that money, I got to (laughs) go to the (laughs) soundstage. Whereas, yeah, you fire
2: up that MP3 and it's ready for Spotify, baby.
0: Uh, I like when you do make the mashup and you get a good uh, karaoke background. It sounds like I did that Kanye West one. And it was like, oh, yeah, this sounds great because, like, the beat is right on and I I can make it sound like I've already heard the song and he did it better. So now I'm just kind of copying the yeah. song. Well, you're,
1: yeah, you're getting to record music that is better <laughs> yeah. writing than you can do. Right. Like, if you <laughs> yeah. record songs you wrote, they suck. But if you cover a Kanye song, you're like, I'm actually kind of good. <laughs> hey, I can do this. I'm a natural. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think I've maybe told you guys before that, but the the, the best I've ever felt, my highest... <laughs> peak as a performer like the only time maybe ever where i felt like i crushed on stage and was like i'm so good at this was <laughs> was when we did like a weird uh, uh switch show at ucb and i got to perform a nick weiger bit <laughs> that he wrote oh yeah yeah i did his the monster fuck and i didn't have my own take on it i did it as who's what's his character um Leo Carpazzi. I like wore like the same wig as Weiger and dressed like Weiger and did his voice and just it was it was like a redo. It wasn't my own interpretation. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and it killed. Plus, and the, oh, the cops are on me. The cops you're for, are ooh. coming. For, for
0: Probably for uh, plagiarizing Weiger. <laughs> uh, the, yeah, it was also an audience filled with people who would go to our monthly show all the time and were ready for this like, oh, yeah! This was fun for them too, and it was. Uh,
1: it was shooting fish
2: in a barrel. A, re- a weird switch cast type deal, and everybody knew. Everybody knew Monster Fox, so when you did it, everybody was ready. <laughs>
1: but we what a weird thing it. to feel good to to walk back through the curtain and, and feel really good about yourself. But all I did was just like emulate. Like it's not even like I was doing a, a lip sync or something of a celebrity. It's just like my friend. I copied him.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Hey uh Tim, you were in a band before Sloppy Boys, right?
1: Never. Never?
2: Oh, that Weezer band, you guys you guys were in that Weezer Does band. Does our
1: Weezer band count?
2: Oh shit, yeah.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah, then the answer is yes.
2: I was in a band in like seventh grade or uh three hour tour? For- well, even before Three Hour Tour, I was in, I was
1: in Mo Funk. Ooh. Mo Funk predated Three Hour Tour. I would yeah, have guessed we, that you would get funkier as you go. Very nice.
2: No, well, I played Alto Sax in my first band. Mm. And you played bass in Three Hour Tour? Yeah. And three Sax. Hour tour. I couldn't get rid of that Sax. <laughs> that Sax sort of hung out. Uh, and also, the, like Three Hour Tour was during like Cherry Poppin' and Daddies and Mighty Mighty Boss Stones and all that stuff. Well, one thing I liked about this movie is that they uh, they step out familiar territory for when you when you were starting a band, where you're like, "Well, we need a name," and we're and we're like, "Okay, we're gonna have five minutes of fun coming up with a name," yeah. right. and then we're gonna find out that there's a band with a similar name, and we're gonna confront that band.
1: But I also <laughs> like how fast they settled on the name. Like, it's like the first name said, and it's like it's settled then. <laughs> yeah. He's like, "You name the band." <laughs> um, at what point did you guys in this movie? Um, not that it was ever revealed the time the time period, but time it's sort of a, a little bit not anachronistic, but just it's not committing to any time. And I felt like I was watching this movie, thinking, "Oh, it's kind of funny that they play like alt rock." Mm-hmm. You know, even forming a band is not a thing amongst teenagers these days. This type of band, and I didn't, you, I couldn't tell because they were wearing school uniforms. I was like, this could be the '80s, or it could be now. And then eventually they showed that the girl had a CD collection. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, so it's not like the 80s, unless that's a futuristic rich person that has CDs. She had 30,000 CDs too. Yeah, and it would take time (laughs) to accrue that many. Yeah. But then um, I read an interview with Iwe Sawa, and he said that this movie took seven and a half years to make. And also it was funny because they asked like, were you simultaneously working on other projects during the production? <laughs> and he said, no, I wasn't <laughs> for seven and a half years. <laughs> I worked on only our sound without pay. I picked up odd jobs and so, somehow managed to get by. So it's been out for a year and he worked on it for seven and a half years. So at the the beginning of the 20 teens, CDs still existed and um, bands still formed. So it kind of is kind of, I think, that's when it would take place is like 2013 yeah. or something. And,
2: and, and the only CD that we see the cover art for is, was that a Rolling Stones CD? You know the one I'm talking about, right? It's got like a very pink face really close up. You, hmm. you know, the, the, you know, like... Oh, I
0: don't know. I, I know what you're talking about when she shows them that CD, but I don't know that was a, a, a Rolling
2: Stones. That's definitely...
1: You mean uh, My Bloody Valentine? Was that it? Say what? It's a band... I mean, it's a band... Uh,
2: yeah, I know, but I, I don't, don't know what their covers look like.
1: It's got, well, their, their iconic one, Loveless.
2: Yeah? No. No. Nah. What's it called? I'm going to feel real silly because that, that's like a famous cover they showed.
1: I don't remember it. Damn. Is it
2: goat's Head Soup? Nope.
1: Yeah, is could it... could you name um, an album,
0: Goat's Head Soup?
1: Is it Voodoo Lounge? <laughs> is it... Bridges to Babylon. Ooh. Exile on Main Street. Hot hot girl or? Is it Mick and Keith and don't forget in the bank old Charlie.
2: Well, one of the patrons is going to know and we're going to roast us. us.
1: We're going to get dragged. Which one though? <laughs> Which patron do you think will know it? Hargablarg. <laughs> yes, I agree. I think
0: it's gonna be Kanger.
1: Okay, Kanger and Argy, you gotta do it. Up. Kanger, now is Kanger a patron? I don't know. No, but Kanger wouldn't be caught dead listening to this.
0: Kanger must be a patron. He's done two uh, uh, Kanger would be the god dead listening.
1: This would be great to have a, he's uh, done a, a, page, a Patreon podcast where people people subscribe and then they hit play every week to hear us talking about them. <laughs> <laughs> Kanger, oh, I don't know about that guy. I mean, he makes good <laughs> booze news themes but I just don't trust him.
0: <laughs> I trust Kanger, <clears throat> he's proved himself twice to be a good booze news maker.
1: Speaking of. Uh, Kanger uh, I only we call him K- he doesn't go by Kanger no but, no but no. in in a zoo I remember reposting a zoom room video where w- one of us maybe Mike said Kanger but like because it was in my Instagram like it became canon to me so I'm like yeah Kanger <laughs> now it's been a year and he doesn't call himself so Kang
0: I uh, go getting back to the film sorry sorry, Eric. sorry. <laughs> Eric Kang, we got to jump off you for just one moment. Uh, The when the folk singers were were listening to the band, the the, what are you? What's the name of each band? I
2: couldn't tell what that word was. They're one letter off. Yeah, there's Kobujitsu, and Kobijitsu. Yeah, Kobu or
0: Kobujitsu. Oh, I didn't realize it was two
1: different things. That's funny.
0: So when when the folk band went to see the uh, punk kids band the lead singer thought it was awesome and like, you know, sort of falls into a different world and she's floating down the river and has like logs of shit on her eyes. I didn't, I couldn't tell if those are logs of shit or rocks or what. It looked like logs of shit. I, mean, I just thought it was like, well, she went through some pipe and then
2: like came it's out very, of like, very trippy. Dirt. Yeah. It's, it's so crazy. Like, uh, I loved that. Um, it seems like very stiff, almost like I would say this, a lot of the movie looks like Beavis and Butthead.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, very mm-hmm. Beavis and butthead.
2: Yeah. And then um but then there are these weird, like psychedelic things that happen when musicians get inspired. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then when people really start to play, they do that rotoscoping thing where clearly they've shot something and then are animating the characters like on top of real people and it just looks yeah. very yeah, cool. cool. I, I love like the different I mean I'm not surprised it
1: took one guy seven years to do. That what that part you're talking about was sort of you mean like the um it looked a little bit like the "Take on Me" music video by Aha. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you shoot video and then you you take out your little colored pencil, pencil, and you and you, <laughs> and you, but 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 like, but still frame by frame.
0: Yeah, I bet wow. there's. I bet there's maybe maybe not. Uh, they probably weren't usually for this. Probably helpful ways to throw it. Yeah, there's probably this, these days. There's probably some. Uh, Frame to frame, fudging, it can... uh, do, But they did say in this
1: trailer there were some little text cards that were talking about the process, and it did say like 40,000 original frames or something like that. So this was meant to, this movie, as as the guys in the band are finding their love of music as Mm -hmm. outsider artists, this filmmaker was Mm -hmm. making his first feature film and he was not really established in the industry and he made it very cheaply in a weird way, you might say that there could even be a parallel between the two. Wow.
2: Oh no. You oh, might no. say, I'm, I would <laughs> never say that. <laughs> I but not. Tim, I, I give him credit for like, not, you know, a lot of boneheads would do that same move, but then be like, uh, it's an animated movie that's a love letter to animation. Right. And it's yes. like, no, no, no. He picked another thing. He picked rock music. All the animation of the bass looks perfect. And like it looks really cool. And he's it seems like he's really, really devoted to the sort of weird musicianship or like the love of mm-hmm. starting a band or like getting learning about music for the first time but the whole time you're watching a sneaky little animator do his sneaky little animations <laughs> it's you got <laughs> that two, be so different, them. two different disciplines he, he he never like sticks them together <laughs> in a way where like other people wouldn't be able to resist being like actually it's animation
1: right it's a much it's a cooler thing to do to to have this be a proxy like, like pick a cipher yeah pick a yeah. proxy and um well, no one wants to watch a movie about an animator drawing. Well, I finished another frame. Now to move on to frame two. Um, <laughs> but uh, another thing, the voice of uh, Kenji is uh, Shintaro Sakamoto, who's like a big uh, alt musician, composer, uh, singer guy. So that's kind of cool, too, to, to enlist somebody like legit, even in this teeny little movie, be like, I got a cool. I mean, definitely uh, uh, the, the director is definitely like a huge alt rock Guy, you know, I would Mm. guess like an like 80s Jesus and Mary chain morphine type of alt rock head. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Um, did you notice Kenji, his eye, his pupils never moved and he didn't have eyebrows? Yeah. I was, I was watching him or like halfway through the movie. I was like, why does he always look like he's just like staring straight ahead? I was like, oh, his mouth was straight the whole time. Uh. And he just had no emotion. And then when he sang at the end, that was so funny because he was just yeah. like,
2: no, no. Right. Like what a, what a great little sneaker upper that like, yeah. you know, you're distracted by the band stuff and he maybe likes this girl. This other school wants to beat him up. But the whole time, the, the underlying thing about him is that he's just like cool and he's mm-hmm. in unexpressive and he's flat. And that's what's fun about him. And they're trying to get him to sing and he won't sing. I don't want to spoil every step of the way, but then at the end of the movie, he does finally sing, and it's this primal, raw (laughs) rock and roll thing. He's He's crying, and
1: snot's coming out of his nose, (laughs) and it's like, yeah. "Yeah." Oh, specifically the (laughs) snot out of his nose was great for it to not be this like perfect, graceful singing. That it was like it's it's uh, he's having this emotional breakthrough while he learns to sing, and and it's Mm -hmm. also funny because singing is if you're like a guarded person. S- singing is like, that's the hardest thing to get out vulnerable. of your shell. Yeah. The most yeah. vulnerable thing there is. So to see him for the first time that it's not baby steps, it's not like, ah, oh, it's like for your first time singing to be like, no, no. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's, when, when the notion of who's going to sing first comes up, cause like everybody likes the band and it's funny that like everybody who hears this shitty band is like, wow, you guys are good. But their friend, Aya, is like somebody's got to sing, and then there's this long beat, and he goes, "Aya, you sing," and he points at her,
1: and she's like, "What? Why me? It's your band." It's just a way for him to not sing. He's your like, idea? He's like, "You brought it up. You brought it up. Get off my ass." So then, I mean, in re- it's a very simple movie, but in retrospect, once you once you've seen that breakthrough happen, is that way? Do you think that that's? Is it like um this movie that focused? Do you think it's it's the story of of Kenji going from a from a bottle up person to, do you think it's about him becoming an artist, or do you think it's about it's about him getting out of his shell? Well, it kind of had
2: weird one of those weird anime last scene things, where after the climax, there's like one scene between him and the girl, and it seems like he lets her walk away because he's he's still cool, and then he goes, and then it cuts outside, and he goes tearing after her. Yeah, and I think that's kind of that's kind of the the thing. Oh, I didn't get what was happening. there. that makes me sense. neither. It took it, I, I like thought about it a lot. Because a lot of a lot of movies, especially anime, will just have like some weird thing. Ah, Jackie Chan movies do this, where there's just like a scene at the end, and you're like, okay, I guess that's the last <laughs> scene of this movie. <laughs> we saw the climax, and then there was a weird scene, and now the credits are rolling.
1: <laughs> um, I love uh, at the end of um, Rumble in the Bronx. Over the credits, they, <laughs> there's like an American rock band playing a, a song called Jackie Chan and they're like I'm Jackie Chan uh uh uh, uh, uh. And, and, and <laughs> that you, sounds great you, that's a band
0: called Ash you know
1: when they show all Jackie Chan's uh, uh outtakes and it's really yes, fun to watch uh, like both the, the choreography and then him getting hurt and stuff and uh it's so funny because remember like, well, that song yeah just spent two hours watching this character and then like the second that the credits are rolling we're just referring to the actor by name like hell yeah <laughs> Jackie Chan uh uh uh
0: uh uh He's, I love uh, those blooper reels on his movies are are great because it's yes, like they're so good. You see how hard the whole thing is, but you see him like being a funny guy, and I love when he's like punching fast and then gets hit in the face accidentally. He's like, oh, and then he like laughs about it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> he is funny because you know his whole <laughs> not, thing not is a, he's not a, a Chaplin fan. He always talks about that in interviews, and mm. it's like that's how he got into it. it. Was like he sees those as like comedy set pieces and
2: Chucky it, Chappers, and
1: eh? he also.
2: Uh, I don't know if it's a chaplain thing, but Jackie Chan's always using his environment. Like mm-hmm. you can't get through a Jackie Chan scene without there being like a ladder there that he spins like right, six right. different ways and he jumps through the ladder and he opens it and closes it. Or like, you know, if there's like a staircase, he'll, he'll milk that staircase and like do these these different things. It does feel very, very
0: feels It's going to
1: be
2: like step one. That was pretty fun. Step two.
0: What am I going to do? Each step. He's <laughs> they really don't joking. have to
1: Actually, They don't rhyme actually. Yeah. Oh Mike, they don't have to. Rhyme. You actually remind me of Jackie Chan. Oh, thanks. <laughs> step three. What will it be? I love, uh, anytime, a, a movies or, or a job requires people to like come up with set pieces like that. I love the idea of that type of writing where thinking of Jackie coming up with his stunts or, You know, there's that thing where it's like uh, old aged Buster Keaton wrote for like the Marx Brothers and he would like come up with a thing where it's like, oh, you guys are running on a treadmill, but then you're going backwards and then you fall into the chicken coop or whatever. (laughs) He he wasn't like a screenwriter, but he was a gag writer for them. And uh, my favorite version of that is like, um, you know, the jackass guys had to, like, all, like, wrote uh, their stunts yes. uh, and mm-hmm. pitched them to each other. And, the, and Bam Margera, in one of the movies, he shows, like, this is how I write my, my stunts. And it's, like, just a stick figure. Like, he just drew, like, a stick figure falling off a cliff or whatever. and The, <laughs> the idea that a guy that was, like, you know, a very successful... You know, in show business, making yes. show business money, oh, a guy yeah. would like sit down with a marker and a piece of paper and draw yeah. something,
2: and be like, "I need to fax this to the guys." <laughs>
0: <laughs> that seems like the best way to like get those ideas across. Like reading a a a paragraph of like, okay, then uh, they're gonna go down this giant ramp and uh, right. fly through the It's no, like see, yeah, I would so- I would
1: write prose. I would say um, hmm. uh, the the. The small car is inserted in Ryan Dunn's anus. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Preston soars through the air with Wee Man in tow.
1: <laughs> a turd is launched from a volcano that turned out to be a butt.
0: <laughs> Wait, there's a, they're going to do another uh, a Jackass 4, aren't they?
1: Oh, yeah. We gotta, we gotta, it, I think that it was supposed block. to come out last summer. God damn. It could have been because of Corvid. Look.
2: <laughs> i mean they're getting old and like it's going to be depressing but you know i'm gonna see that first opportunity oh yeah,
1: yeah oh i, I love those i movies. can't wait we should go see yeah, it in the theater Ooh, we should uh bring our microphones and record a
2: live <laughs> <Patreon>. <laughs> man i remember seeing jackass uh specifically two in theater and talking to a stranger sitting next to me like
1: <laughs> this is funny
2: like it was so crazy that it was like breaking down the social walls of like, you wouldn't talk to a stranger next to you. But I remember turning to him being like, this is crazy, man. <laughs>
1: are you seeing this? <laughs> oh, no. <Shut> up. <laughs> <laughs> April and Vito are going to be so pissed at Bam. <laughs> are they here? No, this, <laughs> they don't live here. Hmm. <laughs> Figuring out the concept of movies. So we're in a different room than them. Yeah. I like that.
0: I like that. Well, what, else can we, what else do I have on this little film? It was such a simple, like, uh, it was so simple. Yeah. Like, the look of it was so simple. There wasn't any, like, the, the character designs and stuff were all just, like, simple line drawings. I liked it.
1: I love the The choice for Kenji to not have eyebrows, like you mentioned, that's a thing that you, much like in real life, you can't put your finger on it right away like when someone doesn't Mm -hmm. have eyebrows you look at them for a long time and you're like I don't like that person (laughs) I don't trust them (laughs) something is up and and it takes me I mean yeah usually I never figure it out but there's just it's so strange
2: hey Dennis Hopper and Mario Brothers no eyebrows oh Oh, yeah film Mm. but he was a little more dinosauric than (laughs) very true
1: very true Little reptilian, you might say.
2: I knew mm. I couldn't trust him when he said, "Catch me, those plumbers."
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you guys liked it because I'm surprised. This is the first anime we've watched. I thought I'd mm. bring in some weird,
1: weird shit. Um, we should do more. I, I, um, you know, it's funny with anime where because I'm not an anime guy, it's almost like I'm really ignorant of a lot of it. Not because I don't like it or because I don't think I will like it, but it's almost nice to just have a, (laughs) like, to flag a whole genre of something and and be like, that's not for me. Like, when people are talking about the NFL, I'm like, Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm not a sports guy in general, but particularly have blissfully gone through my life being like, oh, when people start talking NFL, I tune out. Other than Super yep. Bowl Sunday, and then I'm fucking in, baby. <laughs> Although, I actually kind of think the commercials are the most funny part <laughs> of the whole time.
0: Some of my friends and I have bets on the commercials.
1: <laughs> um, so, same kind of thing with anime where it's like, I always thought like if I indulged, I would find cool stuff. But it's nice to just be like, don't have to learn that. But we went to, uh, we saw Akira at the... Uh, at the Dome. The Dome, at the not dome. the Dome,
2: uh, Arclight. At the Arclight, rest in peace, yeah. Arclight.
1: And it was great, and it was awesome, and I was like, ah shit, I guess I have to fucking watch more.
2: (laughs) But no, Tim, that's the good thing is where where you're just like, you saw that, and then you saw this, where it's like, you have a pretty thick filter up. And anything Mm -hmm. that makes it through that thick filter is worth watching, because there's a lot of it that ain't.
0: There's so much. I I went on like Netflix uh, recently and was like, oh, what's their anime thing? And it's just like so many titles and they all look like things I've never seen before and some of them look like things I have seen before or heard about.
1: You gotta look through, it's like anything else where I bet if you just look at the actual filmmakers rather than being Mm -hmm. like, oh this huge world, you just follow who you like because, and and, and hey Patrons if you're into the anime scene, let me know some good entry points because I feel like who's the guy that does like uh, Spirited Away? Miyazaki. That feels like a that feels like a good starting place for me
0: yeah he I was just uh, my next thing is going to be trying to go through his like big ones in order yeah Mm -hmm. Uh, because I was I was hanging out with some peeps last night and awesome Miyazaki came up and uh, they had all like seen they all knew all the movies I was like oh yeah I think I saw Spirited Away and I think I saw one other one I was kind of trying to describe it and they were talking about things in these movies that sounded so neat and I was like alright yeah (laughs) here I go i had
2: a few drinks so i was making a lot of promises but yeah (laughs) that's a good one because but he's also uh prestigious you know he's like walt disney Mm -hmm. so you're not going to get the sort of like trashy american vocal fun yeah that mike you and i have uh we seek out a little bit it
0: it puts a level on what like the the dubs put a level on it that are are very fun Yes.
1: Well, it's also one of the perks of animation is that you would never watch a live action movie dubbed. It's insane Mm -hmm. and it's distracting. It's terrible. And a cool thing about animation, I've whined about subtitles before on this very pod that I don't know how it got started that like pretentious, like smart people like subtitles and dumb people don't because smart people should want to take in the cinematography that the cinematographer intended. Yeah. And they certainly did not mean for your eyeballs to be checking the bottom of the screen before every shot. So I do like a good dub in animation.
2: Yeah, I kind of agree. I, w- I was bummed that Akira was subtitled when we saw it. It's like the quote unquote purer form, but I was like, it took me a while to get used to.
1: I want to look at all the cool drawings.
2: Yeah, the
0: cool yeah. drawings. And this movie, uh, uh Angaku was like, Nice that it not much was happening on screen, so like you just read and then look back up. And oh,
1: I had I would I would read the subtitles, and then I had like fifteen twenty minutes to look at their face before they send the line. <laughs> I would go get a diet coke, you know, yeah. walk around a little bit, check in with my wife, and have a seat.
0: Tim, I don't think you've seen this, but Jeff and I certainly have. Uh, uh, Gude Tama, Oh yeah, I think I'm saying that right. Mm-mm. You gotta check these out. They're on you.
2: You know he. They're on YouTube. He's the lazy egg. He's the lazy egg from the Hello Kitty universe. <laughs> oh, from the from the Sanrio verse.
0: It's like these one minute shorts on it's like YouTube. A meme. Yeah. Oh boy, they are so funny.
1: I, I know this egg. I've never I've never watched any of the real thing, but I know this egg just from like um stores in the mall, you know, like out in the San Uh Gabriel Valley, you'll like poke into a cool store and and then they always have like, yeah, uh, stuffed versions of that little character. And I remember like picking him, it was like five years ago, like holding him up and be like, Jessica, look at this funny egg. He's like, you don't know that character? And, uh, but I love and And just, uh, last week on the pod, I was Mm -hmm. looking for Egg stickers in the Instagram stories for our whiskey sour. Oh yeah, he's And when you there. type in egg like that, that's mainly like I don't know if it's trademarked <laughs> that guy, but there's kind of sleepy eggs or a thing.
0: A lazy egg. It's funny because each with each like short you watch the rules of his world sort of like change and become like, sometimes he's lazy. Sometimes he's like rude to the human that's cooking him. (laughs) It's just like, I don't sometimes he's like happy, but laying down and relaxing.
2: (laughs) He's frequently prodded by a pair of chopsticks and he's like Mm -hmm. whining about that. (laughs) Sometimes he has like more pronounced butt cheeks. (laughs) Yeah, that's, those
0: are good. I'm going to watch those when we're done here.
1: Okay. So this film has inspired us to seek out more, um, Japanese animated films, but then also, what about other band films? Do you guys have uh, films about either starting a band or being in a band? Yeah. Um, I mean, hey, well, we've talked Josie and the Pussycats and stuff. The classic is Spinal Tap. You know, I mean, that's kind Mm -hmm. of the, the the all timer. But, uh, you know, I've got a soft spot for that thing you do. Me too. I I was hoping
2: you were going to say it. I love that movie. Uh,
1: I have not revisited in a real long time, but I love the Adam Schlesinger song, and I also love the idea that the protagonist is Shades, like the the replacement drummer, is a cool choice. Mm -hmm.
2: It is a cool choice. And I remember, that's a movie I saw more than once in theaters, and I remember seeing with, like, I mean, I'm not a guy who gives extra points to a movie because my whole family likes it. But my whole family liked it, including <laughs> no, my grandparents. Nice. Oh.
1: Ooh, I love when that happens. I um home over the holidays watched um uh Moonstruck with my family and just the whole family roaring with laughter. I've never Fantastic. seen that. Is it good?
2: Yeah, I've never seen it.
1: It's so funny. Well, first this was the night after we watched Big Night, which is even better. I've told you about that one. Um uh-huh. Tucci. Uh have you seen that? Tucci? No. Oh, the Tooch. See Big Night first, uh, and then also and uh, Moonstruck. They both laugh out loud, and they're both the movies with spaghetti in them. So maybe that's what my family <laughs> hey.
0: likes. Uh, you know, for me, it was when my family all, for some reason, all went to go see The Incredibles, and we thought it was good.
1: <laughs>
2: oh yeah. <laughs> I don't know why we all went to do that, but we did. <laughs> Another movie that my whole family liked, including grandparents. Um, that was surprised me. Something about Mary, come jokes and all. Whoa. Whoa,
1: hip family. Yep
0: was your was your grandparent was your grandma like I'll tell you about that <laughs> on the ride home. Jeff, your
1: grandfather does this to my hair all the time. Oh, nasty, nasty grandma. <laughs> granny, Gra- oh, no, Granny, you bad! <laughs> you I don't want to hear that about Grandad <laughs> <laughs> Granny, granddad, <laughs> granny Come
0: and
2: granddad get nasty. <laughs> the nasty. Ooh, a getting nasty, the nasty. Oh, Mima
1: getting nasty. My whole family, of course, saw, uh, big fat Greek wedding all together, loved it. Mm-hmm. Big fat Greek wedding two all together, loved it. What do you
2: think of a big fat Greek funeral?
1: (laughs) They thought that was sad. We all went and we cried. Uh, um, What is the film that has (laughs) Haley Steinfeld in it? Her breakout role. True Grit. True Grit. Grit. Um, Or were you thinking later? true, true, True Grit. True right. um, great movie. Mm-hmm. Happens mm. to be home. And and I don't know why I thought my parents would like it. Maybe because it was a Western and I just wanted to see it. But I brought my family and we all loved it. And everybody got it and clicked right in.
2: Man, okay. I, I got a funny story. I, I, I worked at Suncoast as a kid. And when my grandparents were alive, I bought them movies, like DVDs. Mm-hmm. My grandmother was always a big card player. She had a card. She had a card night with the girls, and they would play like poker and stuff. And so I got her Rounders
0: oh, on I DVD. watched Round- Rounders recently.
2: And I remember liking Rounders, and it's cool, yeah. and like, you know, it's a cool cast. It's got like a uh, post-fight club Ed Norton and uh, Malkovich in it and stuff. So I was like, yeah, it's about card playing. She'll like it. And then my mom at one point, like maybe even years later, was just like, yeah, why'd you get your grandmother rounders? <laughs> and and I was like, it was a card. Years later. It's like,
1: it's a card. It's been the family secret ever <laughs> since. It's a card
2: thing. And she was like, yeah, but like there's like a blowjob scene in it or something. was oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she likes that too. <laughs> I don't know. Well, Granny's
1: into that shit. <laughs> And now, granddad's asking for those all the time.
2: You <laughs> should be like, "Well,
1: you <laughs> learned about it." Well, from the movie. mom, you wouldn't
0: be here if Granny wasn't into that type of stuff.
2: Okay, <laughs> I'm
0: I'm lecturing my own mom about, <laughs> yeah. but her being. I, was, born. I also
1: like that kind of stuff because not that exact activity, but a right, similar one,
0: something that would lead into the next thing.
2: <laughs> But I remember, like, just having such a blind spot for, like, sex scenes and stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I never even think of it. And I recommend to my parents all the time, like, I, rec- I recommend my parents watch Fleabag. Bad fucking move. Like, oh, yeah, that's they got, raunchy. They got turned off by, like, the raunchy stuff instantly. <laughs> they said, ooh, like, Jefferson,
1: Ranche. <laughs>
0: I told my parents, I was like, mom, dad, you got to watch kids. It's very exciting.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, I remember, you know, when you're, like, a a kid or even a teenager or even an adult. It's you never want your parents. Wa- if you're watching a movie either alone or with your friends and you don't want your parents walking in during a sex scene mm-hmm. and, and be like, it's not that type of movie. I swear. I I feel mm-hmm. like I just always had a long run of those of like me or just, or me and my friends like watching a movie. And anytime a parent poked in, it would be either something crazy violent or, or sexual or whatever. Yeah. But I remember one time, um, Braveheart, yeah. which is such a long movie. And when you think of Braveheart, can you even picture a sex scene? No. There's like one tasteful, topless moment. And I remember my mom popping in, and it's a horse. Popping in in that uh, that moment And me just being like What are the odds It's a three hour movie (laughs) Mom dad you gotta understand The odds. this is incredible (laughs) It was already a bad experience Because I told you that That's that's the movie I Watched out of order I watched tape two Of Braveheart first on VHS and what? it ended it ended like 45 minutes in and I was like weird movie uh, <laughs> wait <laughs> well I rented it an arcade video and I put the wrong VHS tape in mm-hmm.
0: there you go ooh, ooh, ooh. Uh, wait there was one I was going to bring up oh I remember <laughs> my family was watching uh, in living color once mm-hmm. and we were enjoying the episode we were laughing at the stuff and then there was a commercial parody I think for uh, tampons that like were jewelry, so it was like they were double, like earrings would also be tampons, so you could like double uh functions. And we're watching it, it was going on for a few seconds, and my dad's like, Okay, change <laughs> changed the channel. <laughs> like, I didn't really know what they were, but I knew that it was like, Oh, okay, this is something we're okay. weird about.
1: <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's about enough of that. Speaking about that's
0: about enough of that, guys. We've had a fun time here, haven't we? That's about enough of this. That's <laughs> about enough of this, that, and the other.
1: To sum up, final final thoughts on the film. What we I thought I thought it was a, it was I I loved, loved the t- tone, hooked me right away. A nice simple film saying, it's a, it's a movie about an awakening. You know,
0: right? It's this is a, this is a recommend, but I think it's a recommend to someone you think will like it. You know, if, if, like who's into movies or into a specific? because yeah, it is
1: boring It could be boring it's if pretty you're not slow. No, if you're if you're not into boring stuff, this is boring. If you're a
0: patron, you're going to be into this sort of. Oh, thing. Oh, the patrons will love it. They they like, we all get I mean, on the okay, same like, page.
1: But what what if what if you're, a, for example, uh Hargobarg? He, he's going to love it. Okay, great. He, spe- he specifically is going to love. It. But like, <laughs> what about Mitch
2: on the web? Mitch on the web is going to love it. Now, is. Oh, Liz. Okay. Liz. Liz. Liz is gonna love it. Liz is, is gonna Liz, love this. Is Liz
1: gonna love it? I
2: don't know. Liz is
1: gonna love it. Liz, hit us back.
2: Tell us if you love it.
1: We keep track of all 1,000 of you, all of you, and we want to know you had a good experience. We should be getting messages from all 1,000 of you after this episode to tell us what happened.
2: Yeah. Yeah, give us, give us a, a message with just a thumbs up or a thumbs down. hmm Like, Pacing-wise, it is a little slow, but so is Beavis and Butthead, and so is Napoleon Dynamite, and I bet they all love those. <laughs> well, they probably do. You don't have to have a tooth. These are our patrons here, you know, Jeff. All right, all right. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Mike, why don't you just sign us out of this motherfucker?
0: Folks, thank you so much for hanging out with us here at the Patreon Blowout. Hey. Boys Blowout. We're blowing out. Here on the Blowout. Sponsored by Patreon.
1: Are they our sponsor? Yeah. They take a cut. That's the opposite. Hey, everyone. (laughs) Patreon is the best way to subscribe to the podcast. So get on there right now and hit subscribe. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Who
0: underwrites this show? Is this uh, Bill and Melinda Melinda Gates (laughs) Foundation? Just
1: Melinda. Bill got his ass kicked to the curb.
0: He was like, I don't want to do. I want to do some more computer stuff.
1: You know, that's why they probably got divorces. Honey, get off your damn computer. No, I, I almost have another, I almost found Snood. <laughs> this found. damn no. computer is
0: paying for your floating TV, honey. <laughs> <laughs> floating.
1: Man, I would love to be a billionaire so that my TV wasn't suspended to the ground.
0: I know, it sucks. It really stinks. All right, Patrons, we love you. We can't get enough of you. Can't get you out of my mind. As a matter of fact, we'll see you well next time, I guess.
2: Yeah, next week.
0: Let's call it. Let's let's meet back here in a week. One week from now, and we'll watch Angaku
2: again.
1: No. <laughs> yeah, whoops.
2: <laughs> Bye, patrons.
1: Later.